Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Internet Marketing. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 84 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Sites Visibility at sitevisibility.com. Andy White here. And in a short but nugget-packed show, Kelvin talks to Chris Treadway, one of the authors of the book Facebook, and now a day. It's one of the most comprehensive guides written on promoting your business on Facebook. Enjoy. In your time then in that kind of consultancy and kind of with your research for the book an hour a day, is there certain types of business that tend to take to Facebook marketing particularly well? And is there a particular reason for that? Businesses that are in more of a B2B space are, are trying to figure out the equation of how to, uh, how to market to individuals that are employees from, you know, eight to five or whatever, employees of a corporation. But outside of that, you know, are, are, are maybe in Facebook and, and having a, a personal life, obviously. And so, um, so it's, it's been B2C so far, but it's interesting trying to watch, you know, companies that are more from a B2B perspective kind of mm-hmm. get in. Uh, and I would also add, you know, that the, the bigger corporations are now obviously seeing Facebook as a, uh, as a, as a huge marketing opportunity to 500 million people and more, you know, more every day. Uh, you know, you're starting to see the bigger corporations crowd into the space that was more sort of the kitschy mm-hmm. local business space before. And so um, we're at a little interesting inflection point, I think. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of quite interesting, isn't it? Because I think there's two different challenges, isn't there? Where when you've got a small business, they kind of maybe got the resource and the ability to do that, and, you know, to, to kind of interact on that social platform, but might not necessarily have the experience in, in a communicating or a strategy behind it. Whereas the bigger businesses maybe do have that, that strategy and that history, but um, kind of getting the inertia and the freedom for people to act individually is more the challenge. Is that kind of a fair assessment of the, the different spectrums of businesses? I, I think hmm. so. Yeah, I think so. I think, um, but but it also flips the other way, also in terms of sort of authentic personal, you know, interpersonal interaction, right? Because uh, you know Joe's Pub down the street, you, know, you may know Joe. Uh, Joe's been a pillar of the community for a long time, mm. right? But if someone someone is, uh, you know, if, if so, Joe might be on your newsfeed, but then Cadbury is on your newsfeed as well, or um, you know, and so. Cadbury is a big multinational, international brand and corporation, mm-hmm. right? And sort of faceless by comparison. But Cadbury wants the same, you know, sort of engagement with a consumer that Joe's Pub has. And so it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, too, because there's something about corporations, and I, I'm no, I mean, I, I don't, uh, 
dislike corporations or anything like that, but they're inherently built mm-hmm. for scale, which is not sort of um, yeah. personal, right? Whereas Joe's Pub is more about you know filling the pub on a Thursday night. Yeah, and and so do you think then in terms of because you know we've talked there a bit about kind of some of the um, you know the people doing the marketing, but do you think the kind of the people being marketed to you are, are they getting more savvy about disclosing personal information and kind of um, and what does that sort of mean for companies really? Because I know for me a big change in the way that I felt that um, Facebook allowed me to interact with businesses was the change where it took things I'd listed that I was interested in and turned them into liking of pages, which happened fairly recently, wasn't it? So I might have had a television program that I said I liked on my profile, but now, you know, because I, you know, there was a checking process where you had to approve that, but now that, that television program can send a, send a, um, you know, a uh, message to me via the system, really. Do you, do you think that was a big change in how it goes? And do you think people are getting more savvy about the, what they, um, disclose on Facebook? Well, um, you know, certainly the rub in May with Facebook, just, you know, with the privacy issues that they were having about, you know, sharing the personal information without users knowing it and, and so on, created a little sort of hiccup at the time. Um, and and I, I don't know about, it sounds like you may have made some changes mm-hmm. around that time. But I, I certainly exposed less data uh, about myself. I mean, I, I but I didn't really panic and I don't think really the market panicked uh, so much about that in retrospect. Uh, I mean, remember the quit Facebook day for May 31st was, was sort of an epic flop, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and uh, was the case because I think sort of at the end of the day, consumers sort of have this expectation to some degree that living your life online means, you know, that someone, you know, your data is sort mm-hmm. of out there, right? Um, but but I, I think the, the, the big theme that I see and, and – uh, you know, interestingly, we're already talking about this as part of the potential second edition oh, okay. book that we're we're talking about now. Is um, is this notion that you know what happens after everybody's on Facebook, and all the companies are trying to fight for space on your newsfeed uh, alongside your friends, but instead of having maybe five or seven or ten fans uh, or page affiliations per person. You know, I'm now affiliated with something like 100 plus, mm. and they're all trying to get on my news. So what's the implication of that for a marketer? Mm. And can it get too crowded? I mean, can this become so cluttered after a while that it, for a marketer, its utility gets lessened a little bit unless you're mm. really good at it, right? Um, th- those are sort of the trends that, that we're starting to see as we get out and talk with more people around uh, you know, when when I do speaking engagements or consulting engagements or what have you around the country, uh, that's that's certainly becoming a much more mm. prevalent issue. It's sort of the post-social, what's mm. next kind of thing. Yeah, no, it's interesting, isn't it? So, yeah, to kind of when sense. you, yeah, there's that, there is going to come that point when, you know, such a significant proportion of the population and businesses are going to have a presence on there. That might very well change the dynamic of of how how businesses and you know individuals interact on there. Yeah, it's an interesting one. That I hadn't hadn't thought so much about that. I mean, one question I've got to come up that you know for me, not being a um, you know being a Facebook user, but not a frequent Facebook marketer. One thing that's kind of I've always found a bit confusing is the way that they kind of make those changes between groups, pages, and various different options that you can have there in terms of w- which should you go for. And I suppose I was just interested to know, Chris, in terms of from your perspective, when you're a business creating a presence on Facebook, what's the best way you suggest going about doing that? 
Well, it's funny because when we started writing the book about a year ago, a little more than a year ago, um, you know, pages and groups were sort of neck and neck in the race. I mean, there were people, uh, businesses using both. And, and now it's sort of swung wildly in favor of pages, uh, which, uh, which I think makes sense. I mean, Facebook certainly wanted businesses to do that. And, and uh, they, they added more features to pages while sort of deprecating the group experience for a, a business owner. And uh, for instance, with the metrics, I mean, the metrics are much more mm-hmm. rich with pages than they'll ever be with groups. And, and that's kind of a big deal, obviously, mm-hmm. for, for marketers today. Um, but, you know, groups, there, there, there's a, a, there are a few benefits to groups that, that might make sense for certain business owners. For instance, you can uh, really sort of aggressively who is a member of the group. So you might use a group for a, a premium service or something, some sort of like uh, uh, elite uh, customer membership. And you might expose like discounts or coupons or mm. certain types of content that's of interest to your consumers through that group that's sort of a members only mm-hmm. type thing, right? Whereas pages is kind of, you know, anybody can sort of like something and, and there really aren't any restrictions on that. But I think for most folks, it's it's probably, you know, pages today. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because I, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I think with groups, yeah, I mean, I think pages is definitely for nine times out of ten seems to be from my, you know, my impression, and it's good to hear that, you know, you know, I'm on the right track there. It seems to be the best option. But I, I've seen some interesting ways where people have used groups where it's kind of almost a little bit more of a subtle way. So rather than kind of promoting the business, it's kind of promoting a cause or an issue that the business are associated right. and they kind of benefit by proxy. Is that kind of a, a, a good approach, do you think, in some cases? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and you know, the, the groups thing also, I think, gives you a few more options in terms of emailing customers and, and people who are affiliated. And so, um, you know, so there, there are things like that. I mean, I mean, let's face it, right? Marketing is not just about beating somebody over the head with your brand, mm. right? It is about uh, subtlety. There's a subtlety to it, especially, I think, especially moving forward, right? You're talking about every, you know, company, every business is going to have a page. So you're sort of replicating the the internet more or less on facebook uh, and and you know people can't keep up with all the different updates and and so on from from everyone once that sort of blows up so um so the subtlety is a really really interesting point and um and it's one that i think makes a lot of sense uh especially you know as you think about what's going to be the differentiator mm-hmm. for a marketer down the road not today but maybe you know, in this post-social environment where everybody has a page and it's just loud. <laughs> mm. No, no, yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that's, yeah, you're right. There's, you know, lots of, you know, more inventive ways of doing it rather than necessarily just the, the most basic way. And I mean, I suppose a, a question I've got for you, Chris, is if you were just starting out, you're, you're a business, you've never had any presence on Facebook um, before. There's kind of two options as I saw it, really. There's the kind of the marketing approach. There's creating a page, creating a group and kind of interacting with your community but there's also the kind of ppc style adverts there which do you think is probably the best place for people to start as a gentle introduction to to facebook yeah it's uh it's funny because we 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 talked about this a little in the book and and we've actually talked millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. About this in subsequent webcasts a lot more, which is the concept of how does Facebook fit into a business's overarching internet marketing approach, right? You have a, you know, a website, you're going to have uh, an email customer list in a lot of cases. You're going to have uh, Twitter for some businesses that might make sense for Facebook, you know, you'll have a Facebook page and so on. And then there are a lot of options in terms of driving traffic to each and it can be click-throughs, it can be uh, impression-based advertising, it's a lot of things obviously at the point of sale and all that. And so what we typically recommend to people is to say, look, you know, you have all these different assets at your disposal and, you know, depending on your business and how much time you have and and where your customers are engaging, you may or may not want to have a presence uh, and develop a core competency in each of these areas and understand how to use what, when, and why. And um, so, uh, you know, w- one thing that we have done with great effect for a lot of different people is use Facebook advertising for demand gen. Uh, and okay. it can be, you know, impression-based, uh, click-throughs, whatever. It, it, it you know, it, it, there's a... Uh, argument, I, I think, either way, depending on how effective your ad copy is to use impression-based Facebook advertising or click-throughs. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've always thought that maybe one of the best ways to get started is to identify your target market, whether it's local, gender-based, interest-based, age, whatever. You can do all these things in Facebook advertising. And then you know, run some Facebook ads at it. It's pretty inexpensive, generally speaking. And, you know, here in the United States, I can get a thousand impressions for a 20, 30 cent CPM right now, which mm. is spectacular when you consider the targeting options I have. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, so what's great about that is that, you know, if you have sort of a, a presence and you don't have a lot of fans and all that, you go out, tell all your friends about it, start to generate a small audience and then run some demand gen at it. That's typically, uh, at least for us in a lot of cases, the best practice. Mm. And I mean, a question I've got about the, the kind of adverts is that there really seems to have been over the last sort of 12 months or so, a real kind of uptake and understanding of people really starting to use these adverts quite aggressively and inventively, if you know what I mean. So they're, they're kind of saying, OK, people have realized that like you say that great value of this adverts in comparison to forms like, you know, um, search adverts or even banner adverts and they can see the value there. And it's kind of to a certain extent seems to be um, really picked up by the kind of... Um, 
you know, lead gen businesses, you know, some of the kind of slightly more um, spammy ends of the web, the web, as it were, you know, the kind of dating or weight loss or all those kind of side of things seem to have, you know, taken to Facebook quite a lot. Do you think that there's a danger of these kind of aggressive um, advertisers kind of spoiling the respect of Facebook as an advertising platform in the eyes of the business community at all? Yeah, I think that's a, a great, great point and a, a big thing for all of us to be concerned about because Facebook advertising is effective today. Uh, why is that? Because the prices are so low uh, that even if people don't really pay attention to the ads, you'll still get enough clicks. So, so if you pay 30 cent CPM, you get a handful of clicks here and there. You're getting tons of repeated impressions in addition to the fact that you know, you're know you getting just a lot, a lot of of clicks that you know uh, from from people in your targeted demographic right yeah so so it's really fantastic but um but if these things become less relevant right if it's constantly weight loss on the right hand side of your screen mm. or if it's constantly get rich quick or you know some mm. sort of kitschy thing that uh you know that that maybe it is of interest to someone here and there eventually, but by and large is less and less relevant as time goes on, then yeah, then that whole right side of the screen becomes a lot less effective. Now, quite frankly, I would expect Facebook to uh, to make some changes to mm-hmm. combat that. Certainly Facebook has a big vested interest in their ads being relevant and important to consumers. Um, but uh, But I think you're absolutely right. There's a big risk that because it's not like Google – or some sort of click-through system where someone types a keyword and that identifies them as sort of having an interest in something. Uh, this is much more broad and mm. not related to what someone's typing in. And so because of that, um, you know, there is a big risk of, of relevance becoming a problem as these things mm. get over. So I think that's a great, great yeah. point. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I think, I think it's right there, and you are right to identify that, okay, um, at the moment, it might be a little bit wild west in that advertising marketplace, but there's still, you know, money and opportunity to be made there. And all the time that people kind of sit around and and um and are about it, they're they're losing potential business that they they could have got there. Really, I suppose. Um, so, um, to take it back a step, Chris, you know, we talked a bit about kind of you know whether um that ads or the um you know, um, or a page was the best option for someone starting out. What would be kind of really your kind of, okay, I've never done Facebook ads. I've never, you know, had a Facebook presence ever before. I'm going to go out after this podcast and spend, you know, a couple of hours having a go. What would you say is the best places for them to start building that process and how they go through it really? Well, um, I think, you know, one of the things we talked about in the book in detail is the con is the concept of not just creating a presence, but, creating sort of your, for lack of a better term, your online magazine and to think through what this thing is going to mean for your customers. So uh, take, for example, uh, you know, Joe's Pub, right? I think that's a a good example, just a fictional, you know, pub down the street, creating a Facebook presence for the first time. Well, um, what is going to make people become a fan of that pub? What is going to make people want to engage with that pub post content? share content, share experiences, so on and so forth, right? Um, you know, you have to think through, I think, what, you know, an average consumer that walks through your door, what they're going to want out of a Facebook presence that you provide as a business owner. Um, and so, like, a pub might be interested in, 
you know, letting people share photos or letting people share stories or things like that. I don't know. And within reason, of course. Um, mm -hmm. But um, it, it is sort of like a, a destination, a web page that gets updated by you or, and or by the crowd if you decided to sort of make that feature available uh, and you trust your, you know, your users. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, that's always a big deal. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, it, it, there's every day, you know, there's an opportunity to post something and to establish a presence on someone's news feed. And so we talk a lot in the book about this concept of, you know, sort of a daily magazine of sorts where your users are getting something from you every day, you know, once or twice a day, depending on how much you think it would inform them or annoy them or whatever. And it can be about events and, and things like that. The key is to think through it in the beginning and to create your presence and make sure that you can keep it up so that it's not doesn't go a week or two weeks or three weeks without mm -hmm. any interest, any new and interesting because people will very quickly forget about you. Mm. No, I think that's that's great advice there, Chris. So you were saying um, that you know it's the 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 first edition of the book, um, Facebook Marketing an Hour a Day, is out at the moment. Is, are you saying there's a, a second edition in in progress at the moment? We are beginning to talk about it, so nothing has been set in stone yet. But I think we, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of advances and changes in Facebook just in the year that we've been you know kind mm. of working on this thing and. And there's a whole new set of issues and things to write about. And, mm. uh, and so, uh, and the book has done very, very well. And so, uh, so yeah, we're starting to, to talk about things like that. So we'll mm. see. So, so for the, the time being, go out and get the first edition, but there might be a, a, an up, updated, improved one coming at some point in the future as well. Oh yeah. The time it takes from the, you know, the point that you start writing and the yeah. point that you, the thing out is, you know, nine to 12 months. So we're, we're yeah. still talking about, at least at least a year from today but i think it's actually yeah. probably like january of 2012 or so is my guess yeah. if we go on uh, right now yeah, so a lot so. of time to do well on facebook between now and then so get get on with the first book on that one for that one i think oh, most people <laughs> brilliant well thanks so much for your time there chris i really appreciate that i know that the listeners would really enjoy some of the tips you've shared there um i'll drop a link in the show notes to um, chris's book and his twitter profile and the like there so you can keep track of um what chris has got to say about facebook marketing and other types of marketing and yeah hopefully really useful for everybody All right. thanks a lot for your time i appreciate it well that's it for today thank you so much for listening you can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three. 256 or 150 if you're inside the UK it's 01273 256 150 and you can leave a voice comment or question and we'll play it on the show also we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself well that's it for now Andy White signing off until next week on internet marketing Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.